and welcome to the EPL Pickside. This podcast is powered by City FM and City Sports. This is your go-to hub for English Premier League analysis, transfer stories, statistics, and everything in between. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. On this episode, Arsenal Football Club are back on top of the table. Call them whatever you want. Elephants on top of the tree, whatever it is. They are back where they think they belong. Ghana's Mohamed Kudus is continuing his hot streak of form. This time he grabbed the brace and he has a new celebration to boot. He says he calls it uh, catching my breath. So he says that people should not try to read any intricate meanings into his new celebration. He's just taking a deep breath from bawling out so much. So that's Mohamed Kudus out there. Thomas Partey is back in training with Arsenal Football Club. Uh, We'll be getting to him as well. Nkunku uh, is back in the mix for Chelsea. He was on the bench for that game against Sheffield. He did not get any minutes, but Mauricio Pochettino says Nkunku is here to stay. Manchester City's woes continue. We've all been talking week after week about how they will bounce back, turn on the Nitros and blow everybody away. It's one win in six Premier League matches and guess who we came against Luton Town even that was laborious Edwin Kwakofi is here Nathan Kwa is here um, Christmas season is upon us gentlemen hello yeah Merry Christmas everybody yeah, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Uh, it's already that time of the year you know let's let's start off our conversation today in a very interesting manner let's talk about Arsenal Football Club because they took advantage of Liverpool's toothless performance against Manchester United performance I'm still scratching my head over I know, wondering I, 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 how I, Liverpool yeah. did not get anything I think United were exceptionally were exceptionally good on Fair defense yes, on yes, the day yes, especially Raphael Varane I know he's been I think he's been mediocre in the past two years That's true. but on that day he turned back the clock showed everybody why Real Madrid rated him so highly yeah, a couple of yeah, years ago. Yeah. But Arsenal, though, um, I missed going back to the top of the table. The story still remains. Can we sustain this with our current goal-scoring leadership? Gabriel Jesus, Edin Ketia, Martinelli to a point. What's the way forward for the Gunners? The, the transfer window is almost upon us, so teams will start making moves soon. Mm, yeah, they, they, um, teams will make moves. I, I don't know whether Arsenal... Whether or not they, they need one more forward, I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm not saying they don't, but I, I look at the forwards they, they have. Dominic Solanke in the equation. And I had to laugh because I said, <laughs> wait, you are getting ready. You are getting rid of Edin Ketia to go and buy Dominic Solanke? I don't, I don't get it. The point is, there can only be a starting spot for one forward or one yeah. out-and-out go-getter at a time. And so Arsenal need to ask themselves that if Gabriel Jesus is not around, what can they do? Look... Edin Ketia may not light up the world, but I think when you create the chances for Edin Ketia, he will most likely take a fair number of them. I feel that Mikel Arteta needs to get a lot more out of the others. And when I mean the others, this season, Bukayo Saka hasn't really been amongst the goals, maybe because of injury. But I, I would expect Mikel Arteta to ask a bit more from him, a bit more from Martinelli, maybe a bit more from Odegaard to a large extent. And then you can add whatever Gabriel Jesus will give you. Because when you watch Gabriel Jesus, even though he scores, you can tell that naturally as a, as a player, he wants to be on the ball. He wants to play the ball. He doesn't mind being part of the process for somebody else to score. And I feel that Mikel Arteta has to, looking at those tendencies of Gabriel Jesus, I feel he has to demand a lot more from the others. And then when Gabriel Jesus is not around, you bring Edin Ketia into the mix. I say that he's not, he doesn't, 
excite people in terms of his names and numbers. But I've watched him play so many times that if you give him the chance and, and you can give him a good number, he will put a fair number of that away. Yeah. Of course, he will miss a few goalkeepers to save a few. But I don't think he's bad an addition for Arsenal to have. If Arsenal are thinking of getting somebody else, then that person needs to be I mean, probably the, an upgrade on Gabriel the, Jesus. The, the price tag that has been floated is even telling you that they don't think he's bad. Yeah, you know, look, if Arsenal are getting a striker, then he must be better than Gabriel Jesus because the numbers will tell you that he does waste a lot of the chances. So if Arsenal mm. are complaining of goal scoring, then they need to get somebody more lethal, right? Somebody more lethal to put the chances away. But Is, is Ivan Tony more lethal? I, 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 I would say yes, but the point is, do Arsenal want to play with a forward who plays with his... Back, back to, to goal. goal and when you look at it, the way they play isn't that different from what they have and I, that, I get it yeah. I get it but the point is that is is Ivan Tony an, an absolutely dominant player physically where if you say you want something different what difference what the difference is that now you need somebody you want to hoof the ball to yep. and then he can you know attack either in the air or hold up if he's holding I've the ball up I've, Ivan Tony is, is very decent I've, at that very yeah. very good at that so I've, I've seen enough of with, with, I, I mean, his uh, team kindly yeah. to believe that he actually Look, can get that done. I just think Arsenal, if I were Arsenal, mm-hmm. I'd ride the season out. Mm. But like I said, I feel the trick to this really is demanding a lot more from some of the other forwards. Unless, mind you, Kai Havertz has started scoring. It may not be 10 or 20, but you can tell that gradually, it may be baby steps. But I feel that if he still gets into those positions and if he's told what to do, attack the box and get a goal, mm-hmm. I feel he can give a return that can complement the others. The problem with Arsenal is this. Can they be consistent in the big encounters? I feel that is where the difference is. They if, they can big win, encounter if they can win a lot more of those big encounters and then not drop points, they will be good to go. But I certainly believe that they do have goals spread across. And if Ateta can get the goals out of... Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, Havertz, Gabriel Jesus, and Edin Keta. If these six or seven players can combine to give Arsenal 65, 70 goals this season all across, I think they'll be in a good place at the end of the season. Edwin, I want to pick off two, or a couple of things Nathan said just to hand them to you to speak about too. So first, he says that it's Ivan Tony lethal enough for Arsenal to want to go ahead and get him this, uh, some, uh, this winter transfer window. Also talks about the possibility of Arsenal riding it out. Do they have that luxury? You look at Liverpool, they look like they have chinks in their armour. You look at Manchester City, they haven't looked this ordinary in quite a while. Won't Arsenal be looking at this and say, well, this is our chance to give this a go? Exactly. Uh, A number of good points from Nathan, but I don't think Arsenal can afford to ride out the season. (laughs) I, I don't think so. Last season, they were so close that everyone expects them to make a bigger fight of it this mm-hmm. term around. And if if having a striker, having a goal-getter, having someone who can deliver the 15, 20 goals that you get from uh, Salah at Liverpool, Haaland at Manchester City, is absolutely necessary to that title fight. And is Ivan Tony the one to get it for them? He might be. He might very well be because he ha- he definitely has the quality. He can hold up the ball. He's a lethal finisher. He knows how to get beyond defenders. He knows how to engage in those physical battles that you will not find Gabriel Jesus engaging engaging in. He's more silk to Ivan Tony's uh, maybe wool. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, I feel that Arsenal do need to step into the market for a striker. 
it's unfortunate that of the two forwards that they do have is Edin Ketia who is leaving. Mm-hmm. I feel he's still he's still a good striker okay. on his day. So you would bring Tony in for Tony in for Inketia. Yes. If you would ask us not to get rid of Inketia and then bring Tony in. Absolutely, because I feel Gabriel Jesus offers a lot more in his overall game. And he understands that while he may not score, mm-hmm. he can still influence the game through mm-hmm. his movements, mm-hmm. through his link up play. And I feel that is what sets him apart from Eddie Inketia, who if he doesn't score, it's basically Doesn't nothing. nothing. Yeah, there's nothing there from him. So Arsenal do need a forward, but as Nathan said, they need more numbers from the other players on the pitch. I feel Odegaard's performances have dipped in recent weeks. I thought he was very impressive in the in, in the last game they played mm-hmm. against Brighton, but prior to that, I felt that he was not as good as he had been in, at the start of the season. Saka, as Nathan said. He's had a few good games, but not as good as last okay, season yeah. as well. Martinelli, because primarily because of injuries, has not been able to kickstart his season mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, we would have wanted. Yeah. And uh, also Trossard on the bench, stop start for him on the bench in the mm-hmm. team. He's never really built up momentum. So they've not been able to get these numbers from uh, the guys they have. I, I think City have proven that... You might you can win the title without having mm-hmm. a twenty goal delivery from one of the squad. Yeah. You can ha- uh, win the title if every single player in your team, every single attacker, manages to bring in a few numbers, maybe ten mm-hmm. for each of them. Yeah. You can still make up uh, a for good the, title. Exactly, make forwards. up for the slight and slack and uh, get into the title race. So, if they can't find someone in the mm-hmm. in the uh, winter transfer window to supplements the, their goal scoring. I think a lot of the players need to step up, including Kai Havertz. Yeah. He's scoring a few goals, but I feel... Be a ten, yeah, ten, at least I, 10 Premier League goals. I feel he gets into good positions to score more than he does. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if he works a little harder, if he's a little more active in games, mm-hmm. he could find himself in even better positions. He has the height to deal with a lot of aerial balls, has the strength as well, and has the technical ability to score those goals. So, a lot for Arsenal to deal with. Well, let's just delve into it because we are already at the riverside. It's the top of the table clash (laughs) uh, for us this weekend, and the numbers look scarily similar. So, both teams, uh, Liverpool have scored 36 goals and considered 15. Arsenal have scored 35 and considered 15. Mm -hmm. They are separated by one point. Yeah, and... and You've got to go back to the game at Anfield over the weekend. Yep. And if you're at Liverpool, you, you'll be a little concerned because the game that required you to show up and, and probably give your very best, that was the game where Liverpool... Look, in as much as... I remember when I was watching the game, every time Liverpool attacked, I was very scared they were going to score. But in hindsight, I think United dealt with Liverpool fairly well. They managed to keep them... I won't say at arm's length, but they managed to protect themselves from being yeah. you know, exploited. And Liverpool need to ask themselves a few questions. That yeah. One, what happens on a day when a player like Dominic Soboslai can't find his rhythm? And I think the fact that he couldn't find his rhythm yep. really couldn't give Liverpool a lot. I, I thought Mo Salah played very well on the creative side. Mm-hmm. He tried to score a few times. He created one, a brilliant one, chance yes, that Liverpool once he just really couldn't work, blew away. You could tell so that he shocked. was moving all over the place. And yep. I really appreciated his playmaking abilities. And I think it, that is where you've got to think about what are the other threats Liverpool have? Mm-hmm. You look at Darwin Nunez, and his flaws are well documented. He's a fantastic finisher, but you can tell that when he has to think about the chance, he will not deliver. Nunez is a mystery. When he's, you, he's a very he's mysterious... He's one of those guys you talk about. You start him off the bench, and he makes you look 
crazy as a manager. You're asking yourself, why is this guy on the bench? You give him full-time minutes, and you ask, Yo, is this guy even a professional footballer? He's all over the you place. Know, so, so, so Liverpool will need to be sharp on the day. Yeah. Against an Arsenal team, we have seen them go to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And even though they were two down, they stayed in the game and found in minutes found their way back. So yeah. the quality is there. And Liverpool will have to be very, very, very careful yeah. as to how they handle Arsenal mm. and, and what they do. And it's important that players find... The rhythm. The, the the challenge for Liverpool is this: Gravenberg, he injured his hamstring, yeah. so that's a bit of an issue they need to think about. How do they shape up they have the McAllister midfield? Out There's Mac, you know, so a few issues here. I think and they there. missed McAllister a they lot did. in did. that game. I mean, just now thoughts on Liverpool and mm-hmm. what you observed from that United game. What they need to do better against Arsenal? Look, I, I don't think Liverpool were too bad against United. Mm-hmm. A goal and probably everyone be talking about how brilliant Liverpool was aware and how poor United were. I thought we need to give credit to you how United defended. They approached the game... I think so too. Yeah, they approached the game uh, the way I, sh- I thought they should as a small team. Uh, <laughs> defend deep, defend deep, uh, take advantage of uh, counter-attacking. Op- better uh, finishing and they would have won the better game. Better finishing and they yeah. could have won the game as well. And that is where I believe that this game might be different because Arsenal aren't going to approach the game the same way. They aren't going to sit back. They aren't going to defend deep. They see themselves as Liverpool's equal. So they are going to come forward. And it might become an easier game for Liverpool to deal with because obviously spaces are the back. Obviously more chance for Salah to take Mm -hmm. advantage of the pace of Salah, of Nunes and of Diaz. So there'll be more opportunities for them to take advantage of. All they need to do is uh, score those opportunities. But uh, going forward... That that will be the case, but at the back two, they need to deal with Arsenal's threat. Mm. Saka, Martinelli, we've talked about them. On their best days, they are some of the world's best players. Uh, we saw that in the Champions League, where they absolutely blitzed uh, Lons, was it in <laughs> yep. the yeah, in that, the first half? Crazy they can do that to teams. But the thing about Arsenal too is that they can win dirty. And we've seen that a lot of times this season. They don't need to play beautiful football to win games. And Liverpool need to come into this game preparing for every single possibility that Arsenal might, uh, you know, want that physical battle in midfield Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the pitch or want to play some really striking football that can cut through any defence. So it's going to be an interesting game. I'm very much looking forward to it. I think both sides will want the win because City obviously are not in the best form and, and they, are, they are away, they are away yeah, in Saudi Arabia. Cup. This is a chance to pull ahead because we always talk about that run that City could go on and it's probably coming after the new year. So the further ahead you are, you are the better chance of maintaining your position. I feel like never enough position for anybody. Oh yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, like, it's, better, it's, 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 better, it's, it's better to give them a lot more work to exactly. do than just be two points ahead of them. I because once they... being eight points ahead at one point and still <laughs> it disappeared. Poof. And it was you know, gone. But Edwin, just it to hop gone. on something mm-hmm. Edwin was saying about Arsenal being dirty. I've got to give plaudits to the Declan Rice mm. signing. And I think each and every Absolutely. week, you see the kind of dimension he signing gives Signing of the season is going to be tough not, this time. It's going to be really tough. He, not only does he give them legs and energy, but I just love the, the drive he gives them. It feels the fact that he you can need take it. the ball, run at teams, press really high, be dirty mm. when you have to. And if Arsenal will find any joy at Anfield, 
a lot of it or some of it will mm-hmm. come down to Declan Rice and how Liverpool deal with him or not. If Liverpool allow him to run rough shot, there's a headache. And so they'll need to figure out how to keep him quiet because he's the player who gives them the most trust in midfield. If he doesn't play, mm-hmm. Arsenal will, will start a lot at, at Anfield. Well, Arsenal Football Club versus Liverpool, that should be a good game. Um, top of the table class, like I said. Yes, let's move on exciting. into Ghanaian territory and let's talk about Mohamed Kudus because he is lighting up the Premier League. And he says that he takes a deep breath every now and then when he scores from all his exploits. You know, it must be hard having to carry the team sometimes. Your, your back will hurt, your, your heart is racing. Just take a chill pill. You Kudu's know, I don't believe that. I don't believe that explanation because I, he, I don't believe after that. he scores, he basically sprints to the holding. If you know your video <laughs> games, this is one of those celebrations. Yeah. I'm sure he picked it up. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, for, for me, what is even interesting about it is not even just the football but the overall personality mm. of Mohamed Kudus in the beginning we had a guy like Michael Essien Michael Essien for as great as he was I think he was open to an extent but for mo- most people would say Essien was much of an introvert yes he Thomas was. Partey I can say the same mm. for as good as he is Kudus looks like he, a hot marketing yeah, he, prospect he likes he likes he likes, he the, likes the spotlight He's, he, he loves the camera and, and I love footballers like that because fans come to see that kind of stuff. We come to see the blockbuster stuff. And if you can soak in all the atmosphere and still make it happen, why not? He's on to nine goals already this yeah. season. Nine I mean, in all, in all competitions. competitions. That's, yeah, that's wonderful. That's, that's wonderful. That's amazing. I, I, I wondered whether or not it would take time for him to get into the team because yeah. I think that tactically the headache was this. Who was he going to dislodge? Now, yeah. Byrne was playing off the right. Mm-hmm. So it means that he and Bowen will have to fight for, for competition. Bowen looked like he was a nailed-on starter. Yeah. The next option was Paketao. Maybe the next option was Said Benrama. But somehow, Moyes has looked at everything. And I think with Mikel Antonio, I think he has yeah, an injury. He's injured. Somehow, it's opened the door for Moyes to try something new. Bowen through the middle, Mohamed Kudus off the right, and it's working brilliantly. Mm-hmm. It's working so, so, so well. Here, he doesn't have the pressure of leading the line because he's not a number nine. Leading the line comes with a special type of skill. But when he's playing off somebody, when he has to carry half the burden, mm-hmm. when he's making you know, off the ball runs, when he's appearing, appearing on the blind side, it's always great. And I think that somehow Moyes has found a structure that is helping everybody and highlighting Kudus's quality. And every week, you read the posts, read the blogs, you listen to people in England talk about him. And the question they ask is, Wait a minute. So how come Ajax couldn't figure this guy out? Yeah. You know, and they ask that. How come teams like Man United they were and busy Chelsea, playing politics you know, and, and Ajax, you know, and other teams didn't look at him and all of that? I think Kudus is really enjoying his time. He's playing very good football. Moyes has realized what works mm-hmm. for him, and I think Kudus himself, even as a player. He's hard to even understand because when I watch him, you can tell there are times when he's in his own half, you know, doing a bit of the defensive work, being mm-hmm. part of the unit, and it's good. I think that the more he plays like this, the more he makes a stronger argument, you know, and tells David Moyes that whatever happens, you need to put me into this mm-hmm. team and tweak the setup so I get to play. Because when he plays, he scores. He does very well for them. And you look at the combination between he and Lucas Paqueta from over the weekend. I don't know if it's just a one-off, but I get the sense the two of them will try and work out something that's wonderful. Mm. And once it starts to click, I think that it will be an, an absolutely brilliant weapon for, for West Ham. Look, um, before I get into Kudus and his footballing ability, 
we were talking about his star power, and I feel that even though he has the star power, he needs to work on it okay. a little bit more. It's not just about the talent you have on the pitch. Yep. When you exude yep. some kind of aura, you look at Jude Bellingham, for example. Yeah. He's a very good Brilliant footballer. Example. But then he has this aura around him. He has him. a superstar. superstar. Brands look at you and like, yeah, I want to advertise with that guy. Yes. That's the guy I want on my product. And uh, uh, I, I, maybe people might uh, not agree with me, but when you look at the award ceremonies, mm-hmm. these organizers, they like to look at marketable the, players. The marketable players. I candy. The marketable players. So you put yourself up there, mm-hmm. ensure that people look at you and immediately they see you are a star. And he is heading there. The fans love him. He's a fantastic footballer. He's getting st- stats. But I feel he needs to put himself out there. <laughs> a not get into, trouble, not get into trouble. Not get into trouble. But, you know, sprinkle it of the stardust. The stardust. Yeah. Appear, Look, and, and appear, it's important. Appear at a few more important yes, events. You know, be seen with yes, a few grand, more grand, influential more people. Yep. Because, you see, like I don't saying, apart from the football and everything, yeah. that is an absolutely brilliant avenue where mm-hmm. you can thrive. I go back to the archetypal... Mm. David Beckham mm. you're literally just reading Look, my mind David Beckham was brilliant icon he was yeah, a fantastic yeah. footballer but there was this other side to him that as a footballer and that's the only you reason can milk why it. you and I are still talking yes, about you, David Beckham and today. you need to milk it yeah. because not only does it come with visibility mm-hmm. it comes with money Thank it you. comes with money and privilege exactly. privilege and I feel yeah. that access, Mohamed Kudus needs to beyond his yes. and I feel dreams. that a lot of the play, Mohamed Kudus is one if other black stars play since we are from a Ghanaian mm-hmm. perspective they can look at that and see how they can milk a lot more of that image get good PR people around you yeah. get planted in the big magazines do one of those features it opens brilliant doors for you as a, as yeah. a footballer absolutely yeah. but when it comes to his actual job on the football pitch I think he's a fantastic yeah, he's player fantastic. and you have to give cre- credit to David Moyes for how he's integrated him into this team. Yeah. Uh, you can contrast his uh, improvements at West Ham to Kai Havertz. I think Kai Havertz was shoved into the Arsenal first team mm-hmm. and he didn't fit immediately. Mm-hmm. And obviously the fans went at him. Yeah. His confidence was shot and he wasn't playing well. He was brought to the bench, allowed to you know, gradually really? come into the first yeah, team mm-hmm. and he's playing much better. Mm-hmm. I think... David Moyes handled Kudus perfectly. Tom Rennie of TalkSport says David Moyes... Who is Moyes, a West Ham fan. David Moyes, yes, he's a yeah, West Ham he fan. <laughs> he says David Moyes is a player transition expert. He says as far as buying players and making sure that you don't just throw them into go and die is concerned, he's watched Moyes over the years from yeah. his Everton time back to even getting yeah. access to... Two spells at mm, West Ham. West Ham. Like, he just tells that this guy knows what he's doing. And he, and he, he told me when I interviewed him mm. that, look, Moyes knows what he is doing with Kudus. And look at it. We're all looking at it now. The results look good. Let's move on and talk about another Ghanaian player, Thomas Partey. He's back in training. Uh, the octopus was everywhere. Arsenal fans, with their love-hate relationship with Partey, some people uh, seem to have a little problem with him because of his injury record, never really available on the pitch. He's had other um, issues here and there, but... They seem generally happy to be seeing him. I saw guys talking about, wow, finally we could have uh, Odegaard party, maybe Rice or Rice party in the middle. This guy is back, first of all. I have two important questions to ask. What role does he play in Arsenal's title charge for the rest of the campaign? Will that mean having to sacrifice an AFCON? That's a that's a tough one. Um, looking at the timeline, looking at the fact that he just came back, and looking at the fact that Declan Rice is, is cooking, is he's cooking brilliantly. <laughs> I think Thomas Partey will look at the Afcon and 
and might probably say, you know what, I'll sit this one out and try to work his way back. Genuinely, I think that is what he should do. Yeah, will he do it? That's it. That's a secondary and story. Because Ghanaians will, 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 will read all kinds of things into it. Whatever. Where, what, does, what does Arsenal want from him or what can he give? I think he gives Arsenal a certain layer of security. <clears throat> Sorry. When I look at Declan Rice and all his abilities, what he doesn't have is Patty's calmness on the ball, the fact that he can break the lines. And Arsenal do need that type of player because when he's around, they can tweak things in that midfield. It means that you can play Martin Odegaard maybe slightly further up for him to impact the team a bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe that can help the likes of Saka and Martinelli, whoever yeah. leads the line yeah. for Arsenal and all of that. Now, with Arsenal playing, like, what does he mean? Does he mean that Partey starts at right back and then he events it to the middle? I saw them do that a couple of times at the start, at the start of the, of the season. season yeah. So those are options for, uh, for Mikel Arteta. He'll be happy that Partey is around. He provides a different option. Mm-hmm. And I hope that he gets back to full fitness because he needs to have a season where it's not truncated by injury and he can actually show his quality. He had a, last season was very good until it went bad. I want him to have a season where... 35 out of 38 games, you can say that he, he was part of the team. He helped. Because it's important that if a team is achieving big things, you are part of the story. Sure. You don't get to walk out with the medal by virtue of being on the payroll. But we need to say that Very when important. Arsenal won something big, Party was there. He, he played. Contributed he was his critical quota. and he contributed. From a Ghanaian perspective, that is really what we all want to see. Edwin? Well, it's, it's, good, it's good to have him back. But I think he needs to work a lot more on his fitness. I think Chelsea fans have the same problem with Reese James. You acknowledge how good the player is, but it's frustrating to see them injured at key. But, but how much can season. a player do if he knows he's, he has these problems with his health or fitness? <laughs> Dieting? Dieting is one. I, see. I don't know. You change Working your. Up. Yeah, you need. You could change your. You need your to do training. some radical stuff yeah, with your yeah. routine. There's a True. lot that you can do True. as a player. Sometimes it's out of your hands, but I feel that players I, share some. I, let me just even. Let me not to even cut mm. you, but I was listening to NBA player Kevin Love once, and he was talking about like the difference between what he was like um, when he was in his early phase career. And when he left Minnesota and went to the Cavs, so at a point in the Cavs, he wasn't replicating his earlier numbers. And he was getting injured a lot more frequently. A lot more questions were being asked about what was going on. How is he dealing with it? He said, you know what? I'm going to go out there and do some extra yoga. I'm going to do out there, <laughs> do some extra meditation, core exercises. So different stuff away from your regular, regular weights. Yes. And, like, no, and, and I, I think that modern day... I mean, athletes have it all at their disposal, mm-hmm. from um, native medicine to the most <laughs> sophisticated bits of technology. So I, I definitely really think he should also take a big role in that. Yeah, because another injury like the one, this one, and he misses a few games, Arsenal fans won't, won't uh, be ready to have him back. And I, I know how he wants to succeed at Arsenal. He wants to play the best he can. Yeah, yeah. And I suspect you are completely right that this Afcon should it should not be on his agenda. I think he should step away from the AFCON, mm-hmm. try and regain his f- uh, full fitness, and try and finish the season strongly with Arsenal. I think that's what that uh, was missing. Be his priority. Yeah, that's what was missing last last uh, season. Mm-hmm. He didn't finish the season one. Well Arsenal lost out in the league. I think there's a lot more he can offer to this team, but all he needs to do is maintain his fitness. Well, let's finish off the conversation with Manchester City. Typically, they would be top of the table, and um, that. That's that. Like, there's nothing really to discuss when it comes to Manchester City, but that's not what it is now. They've been stumbling a bit. Um, they have a game that's 
been postponed against Brentford. But Edwin, what's wrong with Manchester City? Let me give you and Nathan both 45-second mm. takes on that. Um, what have you not liked about the last stretch of five, six Premier League games? Look, uh, on the Christmas team, I think Pep Guardiola will be thinking that Grinch has paid a visit to <laughs> the Etihad because he sucked out all the joy from Manchester City. He might have Manchester sucked... City fans were booing their players. I don't know if it was the manager. I have not seen anything like that yeah, before. Tough times. That Grinch might have sucked out their composure late in games too because they can't seem to keep it together when it comes to the crunch time in these huge games. And it's affected them throughout uh, uh, the recent game, the yeah, last six One winning games. six. Even, even in the looting game that they won, in the last few minutes of the game, they were under so much pressure. I felt that 10 minutes, if 10 minutes had been added on, they would probably have conceded. I think this break will do them a whole lot of good. Just take some time off, relax. The uh, Club World Cup isn't the... Uh, huge, uh, biggest tournaments. If they lose it, there might be a lot of talk. But I think it's a chance for the players to relax, take some time off, uh, take their mind off the hectic Premier League schedule, and then come back stronger, come back with your big run, and maybe hope that the other teams haven't taken yeah. too significant a lead. Yeah. Because I don't think you can rule out Manchester City. <laughs> no, you, you uh, can't. No, you can't. You can't. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I feel that they need a break. I think. There's a lot of mental tiredness, maybe mm. physical tiredness. But when you watch them play, you can tell that something is, is switched off. Something is completely switched off. They need to get themselves... I was expecting this period to come earlier than this. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's happened at this time. They will need to, to recompose themselves and come back stronger. Because if not, it will be an uphill task. And the last thing you want is to force yourself through this title run. It, once it doesn't come naturally, you know, it, w- it won't feel right. So let's see what they do. And I'm sure by the time they come back from Saudi Arabia, they'll be better composed. And then they can start to, to get things going. What they need, like I said, what they need is just a break. Just time away to relax and refocus. And then they'll be back to their best. Of course, the caveat is that they also need everybody firing mm-hmm. at a high level. They need Erling Haaland to be fit. But most importantly, that's what, but most importantly, if they could get Julian Alvarez to get back to last season's levels, Mm. it would really do them a world of good. Well, the lads say Manchester City need a timeout. Well, we are done out here. And that's all for this episode of the EPL Pitch Side. Uh, thank you very much, Nathan. Thank you very much, Edwin. Uh, my name is Benjamin Inketia. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. Many thanks for doing the listening. <laughs>